Hey everyone, how you doing? It's Nelly here. Good to be with you. Today we have the one and only Geraldine Hickey back for sloppy seconds. That's right, Jezza is back. She asks me what it's like to tackle divorce and separation admin. Oh my God, hint, it's diabolical. Um, We had a brief chat about the ultimatum Queer Love on Netflix, which is, I guess, loosely a dating relationship show. At the time that we recorded, I hadn't watched the show. I have now binged it. And I can tell you, if you are single or if you are in a long-term happy relationship, you will be thrilled that you are not in the dating pool. That show is really something. And I tell you what, if you want to learn about red flags, green flags, again, watch that show. They're on full display. Uh, We also talk about how to handle rejection. We take some great listener calls, one on how to support a friend who's in a concerning relationship and also a call from a listener who asks how to respectfully navigate a relationship with a transgender woman. We also do a letter on taking your kids on a date. Yes, I repeat, someone took their kids on a first date. We have some things to say about that. And of course, as with all sloppy seconds, we finish on Jez's big mistake. Uh, What does she think of the big mistakes in relationships and dating? As always, Geraldine's hilarious. She's warm. I mean, she's just a golden human being. There's a reason many of you have asked me to get her back. You're going to love this episode. Now, uh, for bonus episodes, I would ask you to subscribe, please, to Dear Nelly Plus. That means you get a bonus episode a month. You get some other offers as well. Plus, you help me keep the lights on. Keep your listener calls coming. You can send a voicemail to me. There's links in the show notes. Or you can just go to my website, NellyThomas.com, and you can follow the links there. Uh, Lastly, this episode was recorded at my place in the northern suburbs of Melbourne. I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri people, and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. Oh, I said lastly. Of course, I didn't mean it. Last but not least, this is a sex, dating and relationships podcast for adults. If you don't like swearing, it's really going to give you the shit. So off your fuck. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Dear Nelly, I could use some advice, dear Nelly. Yeah, some help would be nice, dear Nelly. I'm eager to hear your point of view, dear Nelly. There's a lot to explore, dear Nelly. When you're 40 or more, dear Nelly. So I'm hoping we can talk it through. Do. 
All right. Welcome to Dear Nelly Sex Relationships and Dating from the Other Side of 40. Uh, we are joined for a sloppy seconds with the <laughs> You're not the first sloppy seconds. We're here with the one and only Geraldine Hickey. Hello, Jezza. Hello, hello, Nelly. Hello, listeners. Um, or guess what else could you be besides sloppy seconds? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh scintillating seconds. Yeah, nah, nah. Sloppy's, sloppy. That's works. not the vibe. That's not <laughs> yeah. the vibe, though. Sloppy. We we're embracing it. Yeah. We're embracing the sloppy seconds. So what we do when we have a repeat guest? So I get my favourites back. You being one of them, yes. and we have a similar format to the first time you're on, except that we don't have to go through your relationship history. All right. So it's not thought, much there anyway. Oh, everyone loved it. I'm going to do a oh. quick recap. So. Okay. You're a country girl, mm. you know, from a fairly large regional centre, but still a regional centre. Yes, rural. Um, rural. Rural. Regional, rural. Do you know what it is? It's it's not quite country and it's not city, so it's like the town, it, it's um, big enough for not everybody to care about anybody else, but small enough for people <laughs> to know everybody. You know the way I think about it? There's traffic lights, but the gays don't go there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a real proper country town, there's no no traffic lights. That correct. Yeah. So it's it's a bigger town. Yeah. But it's not exactly I mean, no disrespect, but you wouldn't no. call it the cultural capital of Australia. Oh god goodness, no. No, no. So you quick recap, you come out in your early twenties. Mm. You go to a couple of venues and go Oh, this this isn't very welcoming, and I can't see myself here. Yeah, I don't belong. I feel I felt like I did not belong. Didn't belong, which has been a common refrain on this podcast. So you went back in, mm-hmm. but while in, was still let's so shall we say having some liaisons. Yeah, with some, with some lovely ladies. <laughs> I was in my twenties. I was experimenting. Yeah, absolutely, and then in classic Geraldine Hickey style, thought. Someone's offered me a gig. This seems vaguely related. I'll come out on stage. Yeah. Yeah, that was, yep, did that. Boom. Now, we flash forward. I can't remember what age you were, but it must be nearly a year ago now. You got married for the first time in your 40s. Yeah, or got at married, 40? married in my 40s. Um, so I was, when did I get married? Like, I'm 42. What year are we? Yeah, I'm 42. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how's your first year of marriage been? Yeah, so far so good. Um, we barely see each other. Mm. Um, it's a, it's we like I remember the lead up to the wedding, obviously, because we had the wedding at home and it was a lot of organizing and work and stuff. Yeah. I not that I did many much of the organizing yeah. at all, but I, <laughs> you know, a lot of landscaping. I spread a lot of gravel and stuff. Yeah. Um, but like each spare moment was taken up in getting ready for that wedding. Yeah. And then the lead up, we were like, oh man, when this, we're going to be so free. We yeah. have yeah. so much spare time. Yeah. Um, and it, that hasn't. No, it hasn't happened. Hasn't happened. And yeah. it's, that's been the biggest adjustment is like. I thought we'd um, be spending more time together, but it's just I've been, you know, away on tour yeah, a lot. So, um, yeah, it's like these. And also 
look, I've been away on tour and also um, Kath, because she does, I don't, did we talk about her carriage driving? Yes. <laughs> so, so she had like a, a big event, this endurance race that was on like last uh, last month or something. So it was like every spare moment it was, it was like I was dating an elite athlete. Yeah. Like, just God, so she's more busy than a touring comedian. Yeah, it was just a combination of both of me being away, and then when I was at home, she, she would away. be yeah. yeah away or just you know yeah out with out with the ponies, you know. So two so, things interest me in that. One I was going to ask you about, and one I've just decided to, which is mm-hmm. it. I wonder, I mean, I've never actually been married, even though I've had long-term relationships, but I've seen a lot of friends get married and then have an almost sort of taboo, depression's not the right word, but there's something that comes after. It reminds me of a postnatal depression. Mm-hmm. There's so much build-up to oh, I'm going to give birth and this is going to happen and what's going to yeah. happen and all your thoughts are occupied. And then when the baby comes home or the day after the wedding, like all the details are done. Yeah. And it can be not letdown's not even the right word, but it's just a weird shift. A shift. Yeah. A shift is a very good way of putting it. But I I oh Yeah, and it's like this maybe you have a bit of an expectation of what things are gonna be like. Yes. That's the key. Yeah. So that's the key, I reckon. It's the same with the baby. And weirdly, and I'm not trying to compare it, but it's like Christmas morning. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like there's such a build-up oh, and yeah. you create in your mind what that yeah. day will be like or what having a baby will be like or what being married will be like. Mm. It's a complete fabrication in your mind. Absolutely. But, you know, it's funny. My fabrication that I had in my, was just um, just hanging out at home more. Yeah. No, but that's actually in your with your lifestyle, that's actually – aspirational yeah isn't it I mean you don't you're not a nine to five worker where you're home every night going oh Jesus I wish I could go away you're away all the time there was yeah like er, like over like early in the year like January or whatever before like all the touring and stuff kicked off and you know around Christmas time those summer holidays Mm. man I was a domestic goddess and I you? loved it yeah just every day at home like Kath you know was at work and I was like well I've got to I've got to get do some chores yeah I've got to mow the lawns <laughs> yeah. I've got to do the dishes I've got to finish these floors I've got a I... sourdough starter I've been working on it's oh. such bloody human nature isn't it it's like grass is always greener I am home almost 24 7 7 days a week Mm. So the idea of going like to, you know, I miss touring. I didn't like it when I did it. Yeah. But I really miss it because I'm like, that's my day-to-day reality. Oh, yeah. And I love the the, the balance of it. Yes, I think yes. I've got a good balance. It's like I really enjoy the time that I've got at home. Yeah. And it gets to the point where, you know, I'll start if I do the dishes or what, like any, I'll start resenting the fact that I'm doing all the housework. <laughs> and it, when it gets to that point, like I know I'll go, I can't, I just, I can't, I'm, I'm not, all, I don't, 
I've been here for an hour and a half. Yeah. And all I've done is mop. Yeah. And then I'll go away and then I'll be on the road again. And then, you know, I'll spend a couple of nights in a nice hotel and and just, you know, be in a different city and just Yeah. You know, have a great time and then and then it'll go, oh, this is I'm I'm lonely. I'm bored. I've done this is frustrating. I just want to go home, and then I'll go home. Like, yes, like I can the lawns again. Yes, absolutely. Well, that was the other thing I was going to ask you about from the first episode because I think, you know, it's really interesting. You and Kath have been together for quite a long time now, mm. but you talked about the fact that Kath, in particular, needs a lot of alone time, and yeah. you two spend, you know, because of work and personality, significant um, periods of time apart. Mm. that obviously works for you, right? Like I think for some people listening, they want that. They don't know how to ask for it. Mm. So how does that, how does it work for you too? Well, we've never really had to, because it's just kind of worked out that way. It's something that we haven't really had to ask for Mm. per se, but we're also like obviously it's been communicated that it's a good thing. Yes. So, you know, I know that Kath likes her dad. And I guess it's something that I guess I really like as well, but just hadn't oh. really realised it. And I think she, I maybe like it for three days and Kath yeah. could go longer. Yes. So it's the sort of same thing. It's a matter of nuance though. Mm. No, it's a matter of, but when you, because I think what I hear from callers is that if someone, if a partner says to them or someone they've started dating or whoever says, I need space, they take it personally, you know, like it's a rejection. Oh, Whereas, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and think I guess from, that's, the, yeah. yeah, that's a different, like Kath has never really said to me, I need space. Yeah. It's, so I've never felt that rejection. Yeah. It's just been like, we've kind of naturally had time apart yes, and we've both felt really good about it. Yeah, great. Do you know what I reckon the key two words in that sentence are I need? That's where I would encourage people not to take it personally. It's different if someone has a radical personality change or you think that they're sneaking around or they're trying to avoid, like that's a very different thing. But if someone yeah. says to you, look, I'm just that kind of person that needs a lot of space or I'm under circumstances, like maybe you're caring for a, you know, a parent who's got an illness and you're mm. overwhelmed, just an invitation to listeners, don't take that personally. It doesn't mean yeah. you don't have to find it hard, but it's you not know, a rejection. Yeah. The other thing I think is also it's it's when Kath goes and does something else on her own, it's not like she's just going oh I just need time on my own yeah it's this she's going to you know ride a you know hang out with her horse yes so she's going it basically she does things that we because we each have our own um uh wants yeah <laughs> and things interest. that we like to do things that yeah. we like to do yeah um so it's not her going or me going I need my space it's yeah me going I need to go for a run yeah. and her going, I need to, I want to go hang out with the ponies. And listen to the difference in tone, mm. right? So if you're in the middle of an argument and go, I fucking need space. Yes. It's very different to going, oh, Jezo, I just really, I, you know, it feels like a cup to be with my horse. Yeah. 
and I need to, you know, go and do that and have, you know, commune with my horse mm. in, the, in the field. That's a really yeah. different kind of vibe, like the intention matters. Totally. And, it, like, when she, you know, really got into this carriage driving, it was I think, like, back in the um, maybe the first year of the pandemic, like so maybe 2020 or yeah. even before she was like I think 20 end of 2019 she's like I spend so much time saying doing things for other people and yes. I want one thing that I do for myself that's mine because she works in the caring professions yeah and and or people listening you could be a parent you could yeah. be caring for someone else that could be your job you need that shit yeah and she did really the one thing that I want to mm. do for myself and it's that's um and it really it was like her carriage driving club they would meet they once a month they go yep. camping yeah it's just once a month where yep. I get a weekend to myself where I get to go out and yeah and do what I want to do and decompress and all those things all those things the problem was that very early on one of them, obviously, things come up, and you know, there's things that things that, where it means that she might not be able to go on. The yeah, day. and there was one the when I was nominated for the for the most outstanding show at the comedy Congratulations. festival. Congratulations! Thank you, and I because I won it, and but the awards were the same weekend as the carriage oh, driving. Fuck. So it was. Yeah, a real dilemma, and it was you know we fought and argued over it. Well, we, no, we didn't fight. It was just like it was an emotional time because it was uh, obviously something hugely important to me. Yeah, and um, and you know, and her thing is, but I'm, but I was like, no, your yeah. this thing trumps your thing this time, and yeah. it was like she. Um, I said, oh, the things, it's during the day. So, you know, if you wanted to, you could drive down and then drive back. Mm. And she was just like, the thing that really hurt me, she goes, I'm not going to fucking drive for three hours. for." Right. And I was like, I would drive for 10 hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was like this thing, I, you know, she wasn't thinking I mean, we talked about you know it's all yeah. quite, but and and at the end of the day, she did come, and she decided that um, she'd come, and if I won, then she'd stay, yeah, and if and if I didn't win, then she'd go, oh, sorry, see ya. <laughs> but, oh but my she, god, two things in that one is that I think just a quick side note, I think it's incredible to have watched you like professionally blossom the happier you've become. Yeah. Like I think it's no coincidence that, you, you know, for those listening, the award that you won is a massive deal. Mm. Like it's a massive, massive deal. It's like and a gold logie. <laughs> it's like a gold logie. It's a bloody Oscar. And to watch you like over the years get more and more comfortable in your own skin and just become healthier and happier, it's no coincidence mm. that you win that you know, in a similar time frame that you get married. Yeah. And so oh, yeah, like, yeah. you know, bravo to you. Yeah. The thing is with couples, I think, it's that thing where you don't always know the significant, even though Kath understands comedy, you don't always mm. understand the significance of a particular thing. 
you know, yeah. to the other person that you kind of go, like we had a stupid thing, Lauren and I, where we were supposed to go somewhere and we were going to go out for a cheese board first. <laughs> yeah. And for me, you cheese know, board's important. Of, it's fucking important, Jezza, mm. and yeah. not just for the cheese. It's because it's one of the rare moments in the week that I have without kids. Yeah. You know, that's with adults. That is like you know, a grown-up Nelly thing to do and not be a mum and all that stuff. I think, you know, her feelings obviously were conflicted because, you know, she, she was certain she did understand the significance of it. Mm. Um, but I think because she'd missed out like the month before for something else and she just yeah. didn't want it, to, yeah. it was, didn't want yeah. another one to go. So it was more of this, you know, mm. laid-on effect. Um, and look, busy people, that when, that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she said yeah. that um, when they were reading out the nominations and it got to mine and she said the way that people cheered in the room, yeah. she was holding my hand and she went, yeah. I'm staying. Yes, 100%. So, yeah. Amazing. All right, I want to do a quick culture yes. share with you. Let's not spend too much time on this one because I haven't even watched it and I'm guessing you haven't. But there's a new show um, on Netflix called The Ultimatum Queer Love. I did see a um, the what do you call it the, the trailer? The trailer. Yeah, went, so it keeps mm. coming up in my feed. Obviously, it's a dating show. I will be watching it. People keep recommending it to me, but I just want to put the idea to you: five couples mm-hmm. at a crossroads, which is a polite way of saying they're struggling, like yep. they're trying to work out whether to stay together or not. All queer couples, I think, of different configurations. And from what I can gather, they get eight weeks. I don't know if they're in a compound or whatever, but they are with the other couples and they get to decide whether they, at the end of it, they should marry, they should break up, or they should hook up with someone else from the no. group. <laughs> that's, that's such the bonus queer element of oh, the hooking up God. with each yeah. other. <laughs> I my instinct was like, well, you've decided to break up then. I mean, if you're yeah. if you're struggling and you're going to put yourself in a position like a literal position where you've got other options, you're looking it's for over. a way out. Yeah, aren't you? Oh, surely, surely, surely. Because no one in any long term relationship can compete with the limerence and the frisson and the whatever of first dating. You know, of a new person going, oh, you're fucking hot. Like, I wouldn't mind getting into your undercarriage. Like, I saw this and was just like, oh, they're all doomed. Why would I want to watch this? Why? Exactly. Like, no, nobody is, if you can't, like. Have a conversation. Yeah. But imagine that conversation where you go, oh, (laughs) well, we're struggling. Babe, I've, I've got an idea. I know we're struggling. Yeah. But what about. Or should we go to therapy? No. How yeah. about we go on this Netflix reality show? Yeah. yeah. Look look at these hot bitches. Yeah. There's nine other hotties. Um, if they're not as hot as you, I'll marry you. Yeah. I mean, come oh. on. Nah. I, look, I'm going to – look, we both know I'm going to watch it. Yes. But I'm not optimistic. Can I recommend for those of you who are listening and want to watch a dating show that won't make you sick to your stomach, First Dates – which has oh, series in Australia. Yes. You get, yeah, it's fantastic. Love that. Not just because it has diversity, but it does, of age and body shape and sexuality and mm. all, all the things, but it's not mean. 
you it's know, just so like, sweet. Yes. So sweet. It's not a gotcha. It's yeah. actually just seeing two people on that first date and you get all the nerves and all yes. the fun. It's lovely. Yeah, it yeah. rarely works out, but mm. it's lovely. Now, because you're back for sloppy, sloppy seconds, oh, we yes. have a new segment where you get a free kick, Geraldine Hickey. Um, yes. Because I don't have to interview you, you get to ask me a question. What I would you have, like to know? I do have a question. Mm. Um, it's uh, I just want to ask about um, this because I'm so bad at paperwork and all that kind of stuff. And I, I love hearing when people succeed at it. Yeah. Um, so tell me about the the logistics oh, fuck. Of, yeah. of, of the divorce. Like where do you start? Like where do, who do you go to? Like, who do you go to? How well, do you can you do my tax? Yeah, mate. I reckon in all honesty, I think that's one of the things that keeps people in bad relationships because it is incredibly yes. overwhelming. Um, particularly if you've got, if you own a house, yep. if you've got kids, mm. um, but even if you haven't, like just, you've probably got a Medicare card together. You've probably, you might have private health insurance. You might own a car together. Might you have might, their name. Oh my, you might have their name. You know, I didn't have to deal with that, but I think in my situation and I'm what, three years down the track. It's amicable Mm -hmm. and I'm still doing paperwork. (gasps) I am still, and Jezza, you know I'm good at paperwork. You know, like this is my wheelhouse. I do my own invoices. I manage my own, like I can do all that shit and I am still doing it. It's the legalities I think that are difficult. Mm -hmm. So to give you an example, like I bought my ex out of our family home, you know, with some difficulty, but I did that. But his name is still on the primary mortgage. So even though I own the house, his name's on the mortgage. So still three years later, we're trying to work out, well, legally, how can we change that? There's land tax. There's fucking, honest to God. And we'd already been through the legal processes and made all the agreements and done the superannuation. And uh, it's still going. Oh, Catherine. I like um because she bought her first home and this is like we'd been together for maybe a year or so and so it was completely separate she was like this is something that I'm I'm doing and yeah it was completely separate. so I had nothing to do with it and so she bought this house and so when it came and then it like a couple of years two years later she was like you should buy you should buy an apartment yeah yeah like, and she goes but you buy it like I'm mm. not going to have, so it was completely separate. We'd been, mm. by this stage, we'd been together for a couple of years, but it was like, have we, we had our finances separate and stuff for this reason. Yeah. <laughs> in case we ever separated. Yeah. 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 And it was just, it was just easier. Yeah. Just to, you know, like and even, look, even, even worse for the many people listening, I reckon even worse in a way in terms of precariousness, if you're renting, mm. and both names are on the lease. And then, you know, we've had callers who haven't been able to get their ex to move out, for example. Mm. Like there's a whole range of things. I will say it's not comprehensive, but I have got a list on my website. So if you go to NellieThomas.com and then you follow the podcast, right at the bottom there's a list. And the thing that I would say 
do not attempt to do everything at once. There's some things that you got to do quickly. Mm-hmm. So I would say the most common thing that I hear of is someone going, oh, I went a week later to the joint account and it was cleared out. Mm. Right. Get onto that shit straight away. Yeah. Amicable or not. All right. Yeah. The, the consequences are too big. Does it matter if it takes you six months or a year or a year and a half to do your Medicare card? No. No. Probably not. Do you know what I mean? Like there's matters of degree. Oh, yeah. If it makes anyone feel any better, I, it was only, yeah, two, yeah, last year or the year before that I um got my own Medicare card. Like, yeah. One without yes. my mum's name. I was in my <laughs> 40s. I mean, that's extreme, but yes. Like you want to do it eventually because there will, especially if you're a single parent, there will be financial implications with the safety net and all that sort of stuff. But it's nowhere yeah. near as urgent. If you have joint bank accounts, for example, mm. you want to get onto that straight away. In an ideal situation, it's amicable and you say, you know, I'll take 60%, you take 40 we'll take 50-50, whatever it is, we're close yeah. to the account. Like you work that out if it's amicable. If it's not, you've got to get legal advice immediately if you can't afford legal advice then ring somewhere you know an organization that you you and I both know wire the women's information referral exchange there'll be one in every state of maybe of different name Mm. Um, but get some advice for them to say these are the urgent things like first month yeah you know know, most of the things aren't urgent like I said I'm really good with this shit I'm really responsible I had my wills done again I had my bloody power of attorneys you know, like I'm onto it and I'm still doing it. Yeah. Three years later. So it's not all rush, rush, rush. But it's one step at a time. One step at a time. I sort of think one thing a week. Yeah. You know, That's try good and give yeah. a thing a week. Dedicate an hour on a Friday afternoon to go, okay. I, yeah, I think the bills. Put, putting something in, in your in your diary in your diary is yep is really helpful for for things like that because it's otherwise it just kind of swirls around in your mind it's what something I that I have to say, do the best thing about it I think and particularly for anyone like you have ADHD mm. there'll be people with anxiety there are people who this is just not their wheelhouse mm. if you're like that you will worry about it all week mm. whereas if you actually go right every Friday at three o'clock I do one thing yeah. And that might be swapping your gas bill into your name. Mm. You know, it might be something banal like that. It might be, I'll find a lawyer. You know, it could be something mm. as big as that. So, but that list will be a good starting point. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, but please, I don't care, even if it's amicable, please get your bank account sorted. Yeah. Because sometimes it goes to shit when you don't expect it. And the last thing, particularly if you're a single parent, it, it can be disastrous for you to turn Ooh. around and go, there's $10 in the bank. So don't wait for that one. And Right, can I hit you with a meme? Yes. All right, so this one's about dating, and I think you and I had a really good chat in your first episode about online dating. You, not so much of a fan, I loved it, but you sort of saw it as necessary. Yeah. So this is from Anna Grace Taylor on Instagram. She says, do not be upset when people reject you. It's often the greatest form of protection from those not meant for us. I love it. Do you? Why? 
Because I think people end up going on extra dates. Yes. Going into a relationship. Yeah. Because they are afraid of rejection. Yes. Like they're hanging on. Yeah, and they're like people have oh you, you know if you, a good you've got to work at a good relationship. Yes, you've got to work. You know, relationships take work. Yeah, but only yes, which is true. But also, yeah. it's got to be good to begin with. See, this is the hard bit, Jezza, isn't it? Because you've got the, if you're anything like me, and I imagine you would have been the same. You've got competing things in your head mm. because yes, no, you don't just start and it's all bloody magical. Yeah, but it's like how much work. Yes. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> like if you're doing all the work and you're on your first date and you're already working, oh, no. No. Off your fuck. Yeah. I think I knew it was working with Kath because I didn't have to think about it. It was just effortless. Yeah, there you go. Yes. It was just, oh. You're comfortable. Yeah. From the beginning. Were you when you were online dating? Were you dumped slash rejected any many times? All the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Me too. You me too. I, and how I, did you cope? Oh, you just go. You know, it's just on to the next one. It's like hmm. I don't know. Like how's this? I oh, did speed dating. Oh, so did I. Oh, oh. One one number. One person yeah. out of everybody. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And I and I went on um one date with them and she, yeah, and she, on the date she's like, Oh yeah, I've got heaps of numbers. Oh, oh that's like multiple rejections. My speed dating was hilarious. It was it, I wrote a piece about this. I'll try and remember to put it in the in the show notes. So it was a, a women's queer, like a queer speed night, like dating mm. night, but a straight guy had organised it. And uh, there's plenty of straight guys who could organise something like that. This was not one of them. When I rocked up, I said to him, look, I'm a bit worried about the age range because it's like 20 to 50 and I'm not dating a 20-year-old. I'm not even going to date a 30-year-old. And he said in like classic straight dude fashion, he's like, oh, darling, don't worry, you're the hottest one here. I, I wasn't asking for a compliment. I said I'm not dating a fetus. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm actually. The logistics. The logistics. I'm concerned. And as it turns out, there was one other woman at the event over 40 and I sat on about 10 speed dates with like 22-year-olds and I'd be just like, oh. I just mummed them. I'm like, all right, <laughs> tell me your coming out story. Let's have a chat. <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh. oh. But I do think that going back to the meme, I think there's mm. real truth in if you're going to be in the dating game, I guarantee you, Jez is hot as fuck, I'm hot as fuck, <laughs> we both got rejected multiple times. Mm. There was only one time that it actually hurt me and mm. I think that can happen. Like don't be hard on yourself if that. I just thought it was more than it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Be sad about it. But actually try and reframe it and kind of go, well, they obviously weren't for me. Yeah, exactly. I did a lot of that. It's, you know, I'd get rejected, but also I would look at look at the situation and go, "You didn't. There was nothing there anyway." Right. <laughs> so yeah. don't you know? I reckon that's a different Jezza. I think the the difference. The one time that it actually really hurt me, there was something there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then you kind of you sort of you're grieving the lost possibility. I reckon. 
as well as feeling rejected. But either way, it obviously wasn't going to work out. Like you can't, you can't beg for someone's attention. Yes. You know, you can't make them like you. No. And there's there's no point. There's no point. I too found much effort. It harder. Too oh. much effort. Did you have to reject anyone? Because I found that harder. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. Uh, yeah. It's not nice. At all. And it was, yeah, and it kind of, it was all right in, in the end because, I, you know, it was we both knew that it wasn't, you know, well, I hope so. Oh, <laughs> oh no, just having a moment. I had a couple of situations where, and I'm not big noting myself, I mean, this happens in dating and I was on the other end of this, but I think where they wanted more than what mm. I wanted and there was a bit of a, like, them trying to talk me into it. Yeah. And then it, that's fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I don't want to be, like, no one wants to be brutal. You know, you don't want to say, well, actually the reason I don't want to date you is, you know, X, Y, and Z brutal truths. Yeah. But you also can't lie. So it's like it's a really tricky area. If someone says to you, for example, look, it just hasn't worked out for me and you've gone on a first date, Mm. I just encourage everyone to just let it go. Yes. That's that's the, the... Yeah, I've only ever been in that situation where I've done the, we've been on a couple of dates or maybe yeah. just one and I've yeah. gone, hey, this is really great. And I've gone, yeah. we can still be friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will never speak to you again. <laughs> I mean, dating, try and look at it if you're doing, especially if you're doing online dating, but dating is, it actually is trial and error. Like mm. you're trying to work out, you might date for a couple of times you might date for a couple of months. You're trying to work out whether yeah. this is for you and it's okay on both sides mm. to say no. Also, nothing is forever. Yeah. Like I think yeah. each one you kind of go in with this expectation of like this is going to be the one. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this person. Yeah. I've read their bio. Yes. We've, oh, we've got so much in common. Oh, Our my God. And, and it's the expectation yeah. comes in. Yeah. And then that first yeah. date. Oh, yeah. Oh, nah. Yeah. This is not right. So I'm not by any means saying toughen up, but I'm sort of mm. saying try and take a different approach where if someone just says no thanks, sort of try and move on gracefully. Yeah, and if someone says no, you know, if you have to do that as well, um, you shouldn't then expect three hundred text messages going. But why? But why? But why? That's yeah, actually not yeah. cool. 
that's not if cool. you want to help like uh, maybe like go out to a night this is to help um with rejection and stuff like just get lots of it so just go yeah. to a nightclub <laughs> and just go up to people and go do you want to make out yeah. And they'll probably go, no. And you go, okay, so yeah. right, make out? Or just go and sit at the bar alone and stay there all night with yeah. no one approaching. Yeah, no one to- Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Jezza, we are wildflowers <laughs> growing in the rocks. <laughs> mm. Now, are you ready for some listener calls, my love? Yes, please. Hey, Millie, um, love the podcast. But my thing today is supporting a friend in her early 60s who's dating, dating a guy who's now told her he's had an AVO in the past. He's estranged from his kids um, who, um, you know, taken mum's side or the ex's side. Um, she's saying this, it's ringing alarm bells. I'm just going to shut the fuck up and... Um, listen to her and, you know, I did say, hey, that's a concern. Um, you know, I've done a dive into his Facebook and he's pulled off any references to her, obviously, at her request. Um, yeah, how to support a girlfriend who might have a dodgy um, new partner. Um, yeah, if, yeah, any listeners or if you can give us any advice. I mean, I've pretty much... Um, just waiting for her to come to me because we're really good friends and if she ever does need it and you know know all the respect lines and stuff but yeah would love to um have that thrashed out a bit thanks love the podcast bye Jezza. okay my first just while i'm thinking it did it does um i hope that the friend knows that she is there has she communicated that like because she said i'm i'm here we're really good friends Yes, she needs me, um, but that needs to be that- really spelled out. Yeah, yeah, that is my in this particular case. That is my impression because we've had a little bit of an email exchange. Like I okay, think right. she's done, um, you know, the right thing in basically saying to her friend, "I'm a bit worried, mm-hmm. um, and I'm here." You yeah. know, if you want to talk about it, yeah, this one. This is really interesting. I mean, you know, I've worked in family violence before. I'm really torn. I'm really torn because a guy or anyone with an AVO who's also estranged from their family and, you know, good on her for doing the Facebook dive. I like a friend who does research for you. (laughs) Like there's so many red flags. Yeah. And I'm also really concerned. I know that a lot of people coming back into dating at, at our age, particularly my age or older, you're really vulnerable. Mm. You're really vulnerable. Like particularly if you've been in a shit marriage mm-hmm. and you haven't had love and attention. Yeah. And if you haven't experienced like a good relationship. Yeah. And and you know, how how do you know? <laughs> yeah. And let's be honest, if you haven't experienced good sex. Yeah. You know, like maybe this woman's having good sex for the first time in her life and that's blinding her to these red flags that are there. Mm. Have you ever had to do have that chat? Have with I had friend? good sex? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had to have that chat with a friend where you've gone with a new partner? Mm, I'm a bit iffy. Not to that extent. Not that I can recall anyway. Yeah. Could I? Is it fair to say? And this is not a criticism at all, but that's not really your style. 
either. Like you kind of stay out of people's business, oh, right? Yeah. 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 And I th- that's not a bad thing. I think it's a different kind yeah. of, it depends on your personality. Oh, yeah. Totally. Like I, you know, oh, the listener is equipped, mm. I feel, to deal mm. with this, whereas I'm I'm not. Right. You know? So that's why I wouldn't get in involved. Like I'd, I, you know, I think the listener kind of already knows what to do more than I would if I was in the same situation. All right. So let me put you in the situation. Let's say I started dating someone and you thought that they were, we had a dinner party and you thought that they were talking down to me or being disrespectful or um, even aggressive. What would you do? Oh, I'd um, gossip about it behind your back. <laughs> do you know what I reckon you'd do? You'd say, Kath, you need to have a chat with Nelly. Well, yeah, exactly. I would, yeah. Yeah. When I say gossip, I mean I'd go to my wife and say, yeah. Kath, like what is up with that? Like yeah. what are we yeah. going to do as in yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. Because, yes. because <laughs> Kath is one of those people that right. is equipped and does know how to mm. You know, is I'm I'm afraid of confrontation. Mm. Um, and Kath is never has been one to never really afraid to speak her mind. Mm. Um, and but especially also she understands the issues. And I think yes. that's that's the other the reason I gave you this question is because I kind of knew this is how you'd answer. And I want people listening to understand the complexity of what mm. we're dealing with. If you know in yourself. I don't have that kind of personality, I am conflict avoidant, or I don't understand the issues, mm. you know, because we could potentially be talking about a DV situation. Mm. That's obviously the listener's worry. You don't have to be the one. If there's yeah. someone better in your group, yeah, you know, who's better equipped to deal with that, I would say don't just ignore it. Oh, God, no, yeah. Charge in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going, he's a psycho. Leave, because she'll probably never speak to you again. Exactly. Yeah. I. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't. You know, completely ignore it. Yeah. Um. It's oh, hard. I so tell you. Hard. Yeah. I've been in. Okay. So the couple of things I have been in this situation, and many times, hopefully, I've been able to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um. There's been one situation in which it led to estrangement from the friend. And I think that is a real risk mm. in this situation because you don't want to hear <laughs> someone questioning the blush of new romance, you know, yeah. like if you're razzle-dazzled, yeah. even someone kind of going, oh, is are you worried that he's got an AVO? Like even that will be enough for them to go, I'm out. But my advice personally, I would actually do it again, but I would ask questions rather than make statements. So are you worried about the mm. fact that he's had had an apprehended violence order against him? Mm. Are you worried that his children don't speak to him? Are you worried that his ex-wife, that kind of like get her thinking about it and yeah, if you ever want to talk to me about it, I'm here. Yeah, or like <laughs> it's like I can see the cogs <laughs> earning. Yes, like read um, like go to your friend and go, hey, I've got this other friend who's in a relationship, and I'm worried about them. What would you turn like? 
yes. talk about them to them yes. without them realising. That's possible. That's possible. Okay, I'll I, do that. I don't know. No, so, I think that is po- probably not in that particular case because she'll know. Yeah. I, I do know exactly what you mean. I think that is possible. I think actually you've hit on something though. I reckon you could say to her, okay, so if I came to you mm. and I'd started dating a guy um, with a court-ordered apprehended violence order against him whose children didn't speak to him, whose wife is so estranged that she can't, won't have pictures on his Facebook, et cetera, what would you tell me to do? Mm. Like would you be worried for me, for example? And just see what she says. Mm. I think it's fine to let her know you're worried. Don't shit can yes. him. No. Don't go in, going to go drop him tomorrow because yeah. he probably won't speak to you again. But it is perfectly fine. And in fact, I would encourage her to say, I'm worried about this. I'm yeah. worried about it. Because chances are that they'll ignore everything that yeah. has been said to them. And yeah. because they'll just have, the, they'll go, He's really nice to me. He's a he's yes. a good bloke, and um, he treats me like an angel. Yeah, like yeah. But you know what? I reckon if you plant that seed three months later, when he says, "I don't like you wearing low cut, cut tops," mm-hmm. she might go, "Oh, yeah, that's what Nelly was worried about." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it because that's oh yeah, make them oh. aware of the red flags before they pop up. Yes. Yes, or he makes me check. Like I knew someone who um, their their new boyfriend would make her be on the phone, on the train, on her way to work in case she talked to other men. Now, hopefully, hopefully at that point when that request comes, Mm. if you've gone, I'm worried about controlling behaviour, Yeah, maybe then she goes, oh, that's what she was thinking about. Yeah, yeah, like just be a, a, be aware of what is controlling behaviour. Yes. Rather than, like when you're in it, it's. Yeah. Oh, this is just the way it is. It's very calculated, it's very manipulative, and mm. it usually doesn't start out extreme. Yeah. Right. So you don't go from that to first date to call me on the train. There's yeah. a whole series of things that happen first that mm. she may or may not miss, but hopefully at one point, the fact that you've indicated that you're worried and you've left the door open yeah. so that hopefully then she can come to you and go, he makes me call him when I'm on the train on the way to work. Do not be afraid to, like, show your surprise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't You don't have to then kind of go, leave. Yeah. But you go, go, oh, my God, why? Yeah. Like, how do you feel when you've got to do that? So I think ask questions. And if you, mm. Jezza, get Kath to ask questions. <laughs> okay. You ready for another call? Yes, please. Dear Nelly, how do you respectfully navigate a sexual relationship with a trans woman when you can't quite work out how all their lady bits work? <laughs> okay. So for those, because it was a little bit muffly, how do you respectfully navigate a relationship with a trans woman, I think she said, mm-hmm. when you can't quite work out how all their lady bits work. Well, mm. I'd say that all ladies have different lady bits. Correct. And like with any other woman, any yeah. woman, when you enter a sexual relationship with them, you're going to go, does this feel good? Yeah. <laughs> what do you what like? Do you, 
What do you like? Yeah. Show me. Yeah. What are your boundaries? Yeah. What don't you like? What do you like? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting question, I think, because, you know, I she is clearly, our caller is clearly trying to be respect, respectful, mm. you know, and do the right thing. I think one of the things that can happen in this space, though, is that we get so in our head that yeah. we actually lose sight of the fact that, well, I'm just dealing with another human being. Yeah. Like it's actually not that different. As you say, like even if you were seeing a new woman, a new cis woman, mm. you know, their lady bits are not going to work the same as your lady bits yeah, or someone else's. So it's about having that conversation. Mm. But, yeah, it's, you know, for so many years we've, it's been that don't talk about what's down there. Yeah, and, correct. And like, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, look, if this woman is my age or older, that is even more acute. Like mm. I think for someone in their, you know, in their 20s, for example, this conversation will be far easier. Not yeah. for everybody, but, you know, we times have moved on. One of the things I think is interesting in this area that's very specific is do not like, and I'm not saying the call has done this, but don't assume because she's a trans woman she's the same as other trans women. Mm. Like I can imagine the temptation of going, if you know another trans woman, who kind of go, okay, what do I do? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She doesn't know because she's not sleeping with her. Yeah, because all all the bits are different. It's, (laughs) But I think it's like I you know, I just remember this narrative from years and years and years ago of like it just seemed like people wanted to know what a trans person had, whether they'd had it, any surgery, surgery. done or yes. leave it, and it was always, yeah. it's none of your business, who cares? Yeah. So it was like you were never allowed to ask and you just, and yeah. it was just like this, like a Ken doll, yeah, Ken and Barbie yeah, yeah. doll down there. Yeah. We don't talk to... about it. Yeah. yeah, which leads you to this situation of I'm trying to be respectful. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it, but you got to talk about it. You got to act okay? about it. What's not it? You know, it's an interesting one. That one. I did an event for Idaho, but for a council, and we were talking about these kinds of issues. We had a trans, young, very young trans woman on the panel. And we were talking about like how distressing it is. And I reckon this happens to a lot of queer people in general and actually a lot of women. Um, But how distressing it is that that there's a sort of, it's like once you come out, it's an open door to be asked really personal questions. Yes. Imagine the situation. If you and I went on a first date and I went, Jezza, tell me about your vagina. (laughs) Let alone if we met at work. Yeah. And I said, oh, have you had any surgery? What yeah, surgeries yeah, yeah. have you had? It's fucking rude. Yeah. Oh, t- yeah, yeah, totally. Like, don't do it. Having said that, in this situation, if you're dating, I'd be kind of, well, first things, don't ask other people about it. They might not want to be outed is the other issue that you need to consider, I think. Yeah. Um, but I'd be saying to them at some point, a few dates down the track or something, like it's particularly if you start making out or whatever, mm. what do you want me to know? You don't kind of go, what surgery have you had? Yeah. What does it look like? Tell me how this works. Yeah. You know, when- it's also hard, I guess, you know, when you get to the stage of making out, like for the first time. Yeah. And you'd be probably be stressed about. Yeah. 
what's going to come later. And, and when stressed, when do maybe. you start the you know <laughs> the where like what are, what do you you know yeah what like, do you look so I that think... what do you want me to know is. That's a good let's, one. Let's be, let's be pragmatic about it. Let's say you've gone on a couple of dates. Maybe maybe you take it, maybe you've had a couple of pashes, mm-hmm. something like that. Maybe on when you're not making out on a date or something, you go, oh, you know, things are moving along. Mm. You know, obviously like we're moving into that kind of intimate territory. Is there anything you want me to know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they might go, what are you talking about? I don't know. But I can't think of another yeah. positive way to approach it. Yeah. Just have, yeah. Not not making out. It's like you're sitting at dinner or something and go, I really like you. Yeah. We've, we've passed a couple of times. Do you want to? <laughs> do you want to do more? Like, I'd be open to doing more than that. So. Yes. Yeah, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah. What what do you how do you, how do you do you want to do stuff? And presumably by that point they have disclosed that they're trans. Mm. You know, so I mean I wouldn't be making any assumptions either. Mm. Um but I think that might be an invitation at that point to kind of go look, I recognize and use whatever words you want. I don't, you know. I recognize like I'm a cis woman. There's privilege in that. I don't have to worry about this to the degree that you do. You know, I'm yeah. just letting you know that you can talk to me. Yeah. You know, is there anything you need me to know? Is there anything you want me to know? Do you want to talk about anything? And just open up that conversation. The end. <laughs> the end. And, again, to just general listeners to all of us, I don't care if you're straight, you're queer or whatever, don't fucking ask people about surgery. Yeah. But do not do that and do not make assumptions. Like it's none of your business. If you don't want someone asking you about your boobs, don't ask somebody else. If they want to mm. tell you, great. If they don't, because God knows trans people go through this all the time, like this constant conversation about their bodies yeah. that is completely inappropriate and wearing. Going to give you a quick listener letter. Dear Nelly, I went on a date with a guy recently. It was our second date and he brought his kids with him. They are 11 and 14. I understand that he hasn't got many childcare options, but I was a bit uncomfortable meeting them so soon. Am I being too judgmental? I don't have kids, so I'm not sure if this is normal. Jezza, mm-hmm. go at it, go at it, go at it. It's like I understand from one person, from her perspective of like, yeah, it does feel too soon. Um, But is, I don't know, his perspective is like maybe he wants, like obviously his kids are a big part of his life. Yeah. And why not? get them to meet early. It's not like it's this, and I don't know what the date was, what was the situation, but, um, you know, I think, um, I'm trying to think what if I. Jezza, you are so generous, which is one of the reasons that I fucking love you, but I'm immediately just going, 
He's a fuckhead. Oh. <laughs> like, what a, he, he didn't tell her the kids are coming. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. I, a. All right. Yeah, I'm being too gentle. Like, yeah, that's, that, for her to rock up and there's kids there, that's fucking weird. That's, fucking yeah, that's not weird. on. weird. But also I'm going to do that. I hate when people do this, but I'm going to do it. As a mother, mm. I'm like, that's fucking selfish for those kids. Like, you can't take your kids dating. They get attached to people. Like, mm. I would not introduce your kids for six months minimum. Honestly, like you can't have mm. your kids going through this constant rotation of new adults. What if they meet her and they're like, let's assume, I don't know this because I've got no backstory. Let's assume they don't have much contact with their mum or mm. something's happened with their mum. Maybe they meet her and they're like, part of them's going, oh, she might be my new mum. Yeah. Don't like, think about I the kids. Them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't think about them at all. I was just like. They're I, just like part of part nah, of his life and, you know. Nah. I get it in terms of logistics. Like I understand, you know, I'm in the same position. Like it's a really You have to cancel hard. the date if you I'm can't sorry. To me that is incredibly selfish and as a parent he should know better. Yeah. I'm out. Well, now that I know all of the dates, <laughs> yeah, he's an idiot. Don't listen to me. <laughs> Look, I think it's different if... If you're a few months down the track, mm. all right, like on my six-month thing, it doesn't have to be hard and fast rule. But when you're, you can't even know by the second date if this has even got legs. Yeah. You know, the kids first. But what if, what if um, like it's not really, like the kids don't know that it's a date and it's just. Can I tell you, they know fucking everything. Mm. They pick up on absolutely Everything. One of my friends, um, I'll anonymize obviously, but her ex started dating and her 15-year-old came home and went, Dad's dating. And she's like, how do you know? Like, how do you know Dad's dating? She's like, he bought a new shirt, he's washed his sheets and he's going jogging. (laughs) (laughs) She hadn't even been told, like, you cannot assume. Imagine them sit, there's an atmosphere on a date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They know something's going on. Nah, yeah. I'm again it. I'm again it. Fuck him off. Yeah, yeah. He's what? Yeah, men, fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> now, last but not least, with our sloppy seconds, I ask you for a big mistake that you see in like dating or relationships that you see like in a couple and you kind of go, oh, Jesus, like. Mm. This makes me feel like it could be superficial. It's completely up to you. Well, I was thinking about like what we were talking about earlier. It's that um, people going on more dates than they should be. Oh, like what? Like because they're afraid of rejection. Ah, uh, So, yes. you know, or they, they're too afraid to um, – to reject somebody. Yes. And it, it, it's the people not um, admitting when something's not going to work. Very good. So if you're, if you find yourself going on a date when you, you've really decided it's done, mm. but you're too scared to say yeah. it's done or the reverse, actually interesting. And let's end on this and I'll put it in the show notes. Jacinta Parsons, who's an ABC um, radio host in Melbourne, just wrote a beautiful article 
and she talked about she separated after 25 years and she talked about the initial euphoria of getting out yeah. of a long-term relationship like oh my god there's no one here the kids aren't here I can put bloody music on loud I can bounce around at some point that turns into loneliness mm. where you're like oh where the fuck is everyone like I'm in the house on my own I don't know what to do and she's talked about then transitioning into what she calls solitude which is that point where you start to love your own company. Ooh. Isn't yeah. that profound? If you're yeah. dating in the loneliness bit, I guarantee you you're going to accept less than you deserve. Yes. Because if you're just dating because you don't want to be by yourself on Friday night, you will accept mm. crumbs. Yeah. Try and wait it out as much I did. As I waited it out for the 30s. Yeah. But you know what? It worked. Yeah. It worked. And I totally, I mean, it's probably fine just to go on a date, but I mean to get invested. Yes. If you're in that thing where you kind of go, I literally cannot be in this house by myself. I'm like, I can't stand my own company. Fuck you're vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Because the guy who shows up with two kids and an AVO, you're going to go, yeah, he's lovely. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So your big mistake is if you're dating too much in the sense that you're dating out of loneliness or you're dating because you don't know how to say no. Well, yeah, or just not admitting when something's not going to work. Yeah. And that could oh. be, that could be you know, in the first couple of dates, but that could also be six, six months in, six years in. That could be 10 years in, could mm. be 20 years in. We've all done that. Yeah. You know, like just to normalise it, like that doesn't make you weird. No. You try and hold on. Yeah. Like because you've of, got to work. Yeah. You've got to work in a relationship. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you've got to let it go. And then sometimes you sit back and you go, it's all work. Mm. No play makes Nelly a dull girl. Yes. <laughs> oh, Jezza, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. Are you touring at the moment? Uh, I'm going to Edinburgh. Do you have listeners? We do UK. actually. We do have UK listeners. So, where? What's your show, and what are you doing? Um, it's called. Of course, of course, we've got horses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm joining at the Edinburgh Fringe um, for the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and um, so that's August 2023. Yes, and depending on when this comes out, I'm doing the show a couple of times at the um, at Comedy Republic for the Replay Festival. Oh, fantastic in Melbourne. So do you remember the dates? Mm, Je- no. July. July twelfth and something. Maybe I'll the put week it before or something. But I'll put that I, in the I, show notes. I will recommend um like there's a whole bunch of shows on, I think, for the whole month of July. Yes. At Comedy Republic. And so if you missed out if you're in Melbourne and you missed out on stuff during Comedy Festival, I recommend checking out the whole the whole right. thing, mm. which is great. So for those of you who came, that's where we did our last live show with Ruben Kay at, um, of DNL at Comedy Republic, and it's such a great idea because there's various shows I missed, including yours, during Comedy Festival. Oh, it's it really you good. Catch. You should come. Oh, I've heard, mate. <laughs> I've heard. It gives. I usually go to every other year, but it gives you a chance to go to those shows that you've missed. Mm. So check out, and again, I'll put all this in the show notes, but... Bless you, gorgeous. Thank you for thank coming you. back on. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. Love you, Jezza. Love you, boy. Dear Nelly, I could use some advice, dear Nelly. 
Yes, yeah, some help would be nice, dear Nelly. I'm eager to hear your point of view, dear Nelly. There's a lot to explore, dear Nelly. When you're 40 or more, dear Nelly. So I'm hoping we can talk it through. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Dear Nelly. Now, don't be shy. I would love to hear your questions and comments. To send me a recording or an email, go to nellythomas.com and follow the links. It's super easy and you might hear me talk about your question in a future episode. Huge thanks to producer Sam Peterson from the Producer Boy Creative Production team and to producer Faye Younger, who in addition to being an excellent human, is also a brilliant real estate buyer's advocate and can be found at youngerhill.com. Thanks to Acast and all the team. And lastly, to you. Without the listeners, I'm just a middle-aged mole talking shit to no one. Please rate, review and consider subscribing for five bucks a month for a bonus episode and to help me keep the lights on. And tell your bloody mates, would you? I'd really appreciate it. Love yous.